Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Our good buddy Nick Wright, First Things First co-host, and every weekdays at 3 Eastern on Fox Sports 1, alongside Chris Broussard and Kevin Wilds. And uh, Nick, good to see you, buddy. How are you? Good to see you. It's been too long. Uh, you know, I was wondering if we were still good buddies. I hadn't been invited back on in quite some time, which was a shame because I would like to thank Paulie mm. because at the very end of my last appearance, right after you said goodbye, Paulie said kind of trailing into the microphone, he's so awesome every time. And it touched my heart. So thank you very much, Paulie, and I, to the whole crew. I have no recollection of that. You, you know, sick or otherwise. Yeah, I'd need to hear something, some audio evidence. I'm, of I'm fond of Nick and his appearances on the show. I don't recall saying that, but Paulie yeah. Maybe it wasn't Paulie. Yeah. Maybe it was someone, someone in the back row or in the back studio, mm. said something very, very nice about me afterwards. Yeah, because it, it, off air, Paul's usually complaining about having Nick on so often that... <laughs> That's fair. There's no audio of that. <laughs> that I know of. Did anybody say anything nice about Nick Wright the last time he was on? The last time? It happened. The last time? I'm not, why would I make this up? I was trying to thank somebody. <laughs> we, I like, we, we don't give compliments and we don't take compliments especially me. what a weird lie that would be be like oh here's i'm gonna start my dp show appearance by thanking them for something that didn't happen and and the, i mean it just it, it makes no sense we'll, we'll check the tape we'll check the tape you we, check the tape yes, yes, not the marconi i tape. will say check this the tape. this appearance is off to a great start yeah. Nick, so you were great there yeah okay thank you paulie anytime Let's bring on Nick Wright from uh, First Things First. Oh, yeah. Every weekday. And what's right with Nick Wright, the podcast? Oh, as you can see I'm oh, advertising. Okay. Oh, look at that. I got signage there. I like signage. That. Yeah. That, yeah. It's that's, nice. That's what the kids call what it. What do you want to talk about, Dan? Um, if uh, the Bills lose tonight, dot, dot, yeah. dot. What's that mean? Big picture. I mean, it just, like so many things in the sports world, that the only person who had it right was Nick Wright. It'll be nice. It'll be a nice, consistent thing. The I am listen. I have my weaknesses as an analyst, but you know what? My you know what I think I'm the best in the world at. Maybe it's because of the size of my nose sniffing out fraudulent teams. <laughs> Three years ago, everyone's like, "Oh, it's the Clippers sitting now." It's like, okay, no, it's not. In the last few years, the Nets. Oh, the next year, Nets. And this year, the Bills were treated from the very first game of the year. 
when they were road favorites against the defending champion Rams. Now, the Rams ended up being terrible. Uh, like, they had proven something. They've proven nothing. The Bills last year were worse uh, by any metric than the Bills the year prior. The Bills came into this season with amazing momentum because they blew a playoff game. They had a lead in with 13 seconds of kicking off. I've never seen anything like it. And then through five weeks, everyone was like, oh, my God. Well, I might as well call the season. Josh Allen, QB1, the Bills' best offense and defense. And it's just not they're, – they're not that. And so it wouldn't shock me if they lose. They should have lost on Thanksgiving. They're a fine team. They are a good football team that was anointed this juggernaut despite the fact that we've never seen it. And they're, the, the people are trying to make the comparison of Josh Allen's m- last month of football when since week seven he has the same passer rating and the same touchdown interception ratio as Davis Mills to what Patrick Mahomes went through last year. And those are identical, uh, pass rating and touchdown interception ratio, to what Mahomes went through last year. The difference is Mahomes had three and a half years of perfect football and then a slump. Josh Allen's career has been awful as a rookie. Oh, maybe there's something there as a second-year player. Outstanding in the third-year MVP candidate. Not even a pro bowler last year. Mac Jones made the pro bowl. Josh Allen did not. And then a great playoff run where he lost one of his two games. And then this year, awesome for six weeks and awful for six weeks. It's just so I, I, I the Bills discussion irritates me, if you can tell. I can tell. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, that there's certain players who get to that point where we then start to take them for granted. And Mahomes has moved into that category where you almost expect him, you plug in 40 touchdown passes, you know he's going to get to the AFC title game. And it's not fair to him. He loses Tyree Kill, and he's still probably the leading candidate for MVP. Can you see other players in other sports who get into, it doesn't take long to get into that, oh, that's right, like the Greek freak is is in that category now. Yeah. Uh Luca is kind of he hadn't won an MVP yet. There, but but there's certain players. I know basketball is a forte for you, but do you see other players who we they we take them for granted and then they almost have to reinvent themselves for us, us to go, oh my God, that's right. So the Greek freak is a great example because LeBron is what people would go to, but LeBron hadn't you know took him a bit of time to win. He didn't win a title until his eighth year or ninth year in the league. Pardon me. Uh, he went to a couple but didn't win and didn't play great in those first couple finals he went to. In fact, played really poorly in one of them. Giannis is one where I think Giannis should have won MVP last year. He didn't. Could have won it the year before. He didn't. And it was because, at least for one of them, he hadn't yet won the title, so we were holding it against him. Here's my frustration with the Mahomes thing. Typically, when we take those guys for granted, the there are a couple good things that go along with it. One is they are universally accepted as the best player in the sport. Going into this year, Mahomes was number eight on the NFL Top 100. And the NFL.com had him as the number four quarterback. We had folks saying he was the second or third, really second best in his own division. So all of that. So he doesn't, he, and, and it was, it was, conventional wisdom 
that Josh Allen had supplanted him as QB1, because everyone wants to use that terminology because all these guys want to be scouts, evidently. He's QB1, he's QB2, so stupid. But the, uh, here's the other thing that usually happens. You Usually that comes after you've won multiple MVPs. So what in the NFL, guys who win multiple usually win them in bunches. Favre won three in a row. Manning won back-to-back, and then there was a gap. Brady had a, only a two-year gap. Rodgers had only a two-year gap. Montana, I think, won back-to-back. If Mahomes doesn't win this year, it'll be four years where he didn't win it. In 2020, he had 38 touchdowns, six picks. He was 14-1 and one as a starter, and they didn't give him the MVP because he didn't play in Week 17 because his team had locked everything up, and he was the defending Super Bowl champion. But yeah, so I guess, Dan... Here's my take. Patrick Mahomes, wildly underrated. That's what I, I believe that. I, I actually I believe that. I I don't disagree with that. I, I absolutely. I I think because he lost Tyreek Hill, that will strengthen his MVP resume and what they've done this year. Uh, I remember an analyst saying the Chiefs wouldn't make the playoffs, and I thought, wow, that, that's saying a lot. But also, but, and but. And it was it was it, it was relative conventional wisdom that they wouldn't win the division. Yeah. Saying they wouldn't make the playoffs was you and people anointed the Chargers, and then and I like the Chargers a lot this year as well. To be fair, and folks acted like the Broncos were going to be that you know good, which was crazy. Uh, the it's very it's very frustrating. And here's the last thing on this: the year starts. And it's Josh Allen's MVP, right? Before a game's been played. And then it's Allen versus Mahomes. And then Allen falls off. And now it's Hurts versus Mahomes. And mark my words, Dan, in three weeks, you know what's going to be on all the shows like mine with the little topic bars on the bottom? Hmm. Why isn't Tua Tungavailoa the league MVP? And the answer is because he's not Patrick Mahomes. But they have to have a foil to the best player in the league. And that's what they're going to do throughout the year. But we also want to move to the next. We're in a hurry to move to the next. We got to find the next. You know, it, we we moved on almost from Josh Allen to all of a sudden it's Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Like where where are we going now? And I think yep. we're in this rush to be ahead of everybody else. We're talking to uh, Nick Wright, first things first, co-host on Fox Sports One, and what's right with Nick Wright, his podcast there as well. Do we have the audio the last time that Nick Wright was on polling? Yeah, October 21st, Nick Wright was on, and here's how the interview ended. Okay. I'll talk to you next time. See ya. My best to your wife. <laughs> as always. <laughs> that dude's the best. Yeah, he's good. He's uh, good. There you go. Talented guy. Seton? All right. Well, you're a lot, See? You're a lot more sensitive than... than yeah, you thought maybe it was Pauly. I was like, well, Pauly doesn't say anything nice. I'd like an apology or a yeah, correction. Yeah. All right, you know what? I'll retract that. <laughs> Paul, you know what? I don't want to defame the brand Pauly's built over 20 years Respect. of wearing incredibly ugly shirts, eating at really odd restaurants, <laughs> and being just the best producer in the sports business. So there you go, Pauly. Well said. Uh, why is it open season on... You're welcome, uh, by the way. Thank you, Seton. Oh, there you go. Okay. Why is it open season on Russell Wilson? So this is fascinating. I I think that the general sports fan 
this isn't necessarily my cup of tea, but the, what the general sports fan wants is the a, a touch of fake, meaning these guys are rich and famous, incredibly confident, and they want a little humility, right? They want a little fake. I I would prefer authentic, you know, jerk to fake nice guy, but that that's I'm out of the mainstream, right? Russell Wilson, but what nobody wants is transparently fake. What nobody wants is, dude, we, what, you rehearsed this. You clearly don't believe what you're saying. And Russell Wilson has crossed the Rubicon of no one believes you ever. And he seems to at times even on the sideline getting yelled at by Purcell, that he is going through, and I know this is psychoanalysis and it's not fair, but it's what my gut is. He, instead of reacting like the competitor that he is, he's taking the extra beat of how would the Russell Wilson character respond here? And which is why he's like, yeah, okay, okay. Like, I think people, you know what I think could have turned at least partially the Russell Wilson stuff, is if when Purcell yelled at him, he p- took his helmet off and yelled back, hey, man, hey, we're, we're, whatever it is. Uh, and it also didn't help that Nathaniel Hackett was a foot away saying like, oh, boy, sounds like something's going on back there, boys. Um, but I think that he, that he, that everyone thinks he's fake. And I don't think people like fake. And it doesn't help that he's been horrible. Yeah. But it, it is shocking to me how much schadenfreude everyone that has played with him seems to be taking in this. That from Carroll to – it's not just Richard Sherman and Doug Baldwin. It's everybody yeah. seems to want to, you know, take an extra shot of them up to an including – but even the wristband thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I'm sure you did, but I don't know if you talked about it. So the wristband mini controversy happens. And then two days later, he's at the press conference wearing a wristband. And it's like, buddy, like that's come on. Like, and so I don't know. I I agree with you. Uh, When Purcell yells at him, what now not many marquee quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks get dressed down by a defensive lineman. You could see him kind of go, Wait, what? And instead of grabbing Purcell by the shoulder pads and like banging helmets and going, yes, let's go, whatever it might be, I agree with you. I mentioned that he he seemed shocked and then didn't know how to react to that because he didn't have time to prepare to react. To prepare. Yeah. Right. That's the thing is that's what you you, you tell your kids, which is, and it's not you tell your kids, I mean, it's an old thing, which is, if you don't lie, you don't ever have to remember anything. You know what I mean? You just you just you ask a question, you tell the truth, you don't have to think. If you're always yourself or more often than not yourself, you can just react. And I don't think he feels comfortable doing that. And I it's I don't know, at this point, it you almost feel badly for the guy yeah. because the, in addition to everyone going after him, I, listen, I thought he was a player on the decline. You know, one of my strongest bets this year was the Broncos under. I didn't believe in them. But nobody, myself included, thought 
They would be the worst offense in football. And every week is the same. That's the other frustrating thing for a Broncos fan. It's not like, okay, one week they figured it out and scored 30. Every week they score 16 points. Every week they're, you know what I mean? They're three yards a pass. It's just, it's the same script no matter who the opponent is. We created a t-shirt, the uh, Broncos t-shirt. Fritzy, uh, you want to give Nick what the uh, t-shirt is? Run, run, incomplete punt. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, because who's the, I apologize. Is Fritzy's the Broncos oh, fan? Yeah. Or C- oh, okay, yeah, Fr- yeah. yeah, Fritzy is. Yeah, yeah. You know, Fritzy, that the Broncos went 47 years without back-to-back losing seasons? Yeah, it's and beyond frustrating. And now they're at six in a row. It's yeah, horrible. Man. Yeah. Let's run. That's what you get. You guys were mean to me. You might have been your father mean to me in Arrowhead Stadium when I was a child. And you guys would come in there with old John Elway and Shannon Sharp and <laughs> kick our ass and beat us in the playoffs when we were 13 and three. And Elway would drive down the field. And you guys were mean to me as a child. <laughs> and now it's finally coming back to haunt you. We have the greatest quarterback to ever live. You guys have a quarter of a billion dollars and Mr. Quite Limited. How's that feel? And we haven't beaten you guys in like seven years at least. Paul, it's 14 games in a row. The Broncos are this bad. They haven't played the Chiefs yet. They have two left against us. <laughs> Paul, what did you think of Nick Wright's uh, appearances? I'd love to rave about it, but we're all out of time. Oh, hit the break. that's a shame. Darn it. Even Seton doesn't have pleasure. time. To... Hey, uh, it's great to see you again. You as well. Um, happy holidays. Hope you guys all did, had a wonderful time. Hope you're feeling better, Dan. Well, maybe we'll have you on before the big day. Wait, I, I would love that. Wait, why can't we have him on again? Of course we can. I always okay. offer. I always say, how about Nick? And then Paulie goes, I don't know. Nothing there. <laughs> I don't know. Let me, let me, uh, Fritzy, let me see if Reggie answers first, and then we can call Nick. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. All right, thank you, Nick. That's uh, Nick Bye. Wright, first things first. And uh, every weekday at 3 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. That's with Chris Broussard and Kevin Wilde. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dan Wetzel covers college sports and uh, Yahoo Sports columnist, podcast host as well. He was at the uh, Michigan and Ohio State game. What was that atmosphere like in, say, the uh, latter part of the second half, Dan? Well, I think, unfortunately, we've all been to a a wake, (laughs) a funeral, uh, only without the uh, people trying to say, let's have a celebration of life and uh, talk your way through that. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Somewhere in the middle of that third quarter, and man, you just don't see this at Ohio State. There was that that dread of the inevitable defeat. Like, oh no, they're doing it again to us. And that just is such a unusual spot. That's what Ohio State does to everybody else. And um, I think a couple of those decisions by Ryan Day to not go for it on fourth down. Michigan had that eight-minute drive. Uh, that bridged the third and fourth quarter where they just did whatever they wanted. It was slow and methodical, and it wiped out the game. Uh, and then you just had the knockout punches late by uh, by Donovan Edwards. And um, it was probably half empty by the end of the game. Just if you had, if you had given me that option, it would have been long odds. But uh, it was a tough day in Columbus, no question. And it was only a couple of years ago where Jim Harbaugh's taking a pay cut, just trying to hold on for dear life now, and now he's up for coach of the year. Yeah, I don't want to encourage bosses giving pay cuts, but uh, it was certainly an effective manner uh, on Harbaugh. He got pay cut, and he's uh, twenty four and two since, and uh, he's probably going to playoff no matter what happens this weekend. But um, he, uh, this isn't easy to do to change a program like that. Now he was winning and and there was a sort of a belief of like because he wasn't beating Ohio State and twice they were really close games. But because he hadn't beaten Ohio State there was sort of this belief like he's failing. He was getting compared to Scott Frost at Nebraska. They were winning 9 10 games a year. They were doing well. They just weren't beating Ohio State. But what has happened in these last 2 years, the identity they found, the buy-in on this team, 
Um, you talk to these players, it's amazing how fired up they are about Michigan and the team, the team, the team. I mean, it is like Michigan, uh, you know, the fantasy uh, text. I mean, they just love it. And Harbaugh has got the program that he always wanted to build. And he came back to do this. He came back to settle family business for the Wolverines and start beating Michigan and Michigan State and win Big Tens again. And he's got that. And now he says he didn't leave after the, the Vikings didn't want him last year. He could be there for a while, and it'll be interesting to see what he goes from here. But he's got a heck of a team this year. Uh, I would still put George as the favorite to win the national title, but it's a lot closer if those two match up than it was uh, a, a year ago when it was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to end uh, end well. We got the 12-team playoff format, and I uh, got it uh, fast pass here to uh, 2024. Uh, why was the Rose Bowl the uh, the lone holdout? You know, it goes back to the Rose Bowl's historic uh, place in the sport, and they had their own contract with the college football playoff. And because of that, they were able all alone to veto expansion. I've been coming on the show a long time talking about playoff expansion, Dan. I've written a lot of stories, books. Nobody ever believed when I would say, yeah, it's getting held up because the Rose Bowl wants to have the sun set at the end of the third quarter of their game. <laughs> and that's what's holding up a billion-dollar enterprise. <laughs> and people go, no, 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 not possible. I, I did not believe – when I started reporting on this, I did not believe it myself. But you end up as one of the obstacles. It's like, well, can we have the sun set at the start of the third quarter? No. <laughs> Has to set over the same game. And it is – I'll give it this. It is one heck of a sunset. Yeah, it is. It is one of the great sunsets in America. But this is a billion-dollar operation. And if you're the president of Mississippi State, you go, I don't really care. Okay, I want the money. And the president of Mississippi State said, get this thing done. And he was in charge. And they, they finally got it done. So the Rose Bowl has, has given up all the petty – ridiculous disagreements, uh, the infighting, the politics. I mean, the stuff that held this up is amazing. And they still, they still can't kick the bowl games. They still can't kick them out. Like it, it's amazing. If we, if you said to Roger Goodell, I think the AFC championship game should be owned and operated by uh, like the tourism board of San Antonio. And you should play it there every year, not in Kansas city or and, and he, they get half the money. Like no one would go for this, but it's small steps, but this is a big step. They're going to be a real playoff. Next year will be the last of the four team, and then um, it's going to be really wild after that. What's the downside? I mean, it's, those of us that love college football the most love college football for its inefficiencies, its ridiculousness. It's the whole thing, right? She will lose them. Ohio, we'll see. You don't even know if this is true, but there was a sense on Saturday at the Horseshoe that Michigan had ended Ohio State season for all effect. Uh, next year, or if there's a 12-team playoff, that is not the case. Now, you're getting better seeding. You're gonna, you should have advantages of home field or a bye and some different things. But that's not the same as, as ending the sport. But that said, those games are rare. And quite honestly, we're, not that I believe this should happen, but if USC loses on Friday night, Ohio State's back in anyway. So did it really end their season? So those magical moments where somebody ends a season – in that, you know, that one loss, but conversely, you know, we're going to get so many great games and, and there's so much more money. There's so much more interest, so many more teams that'll be involved in the season. 
Uh, I mean, we're going into a weekend here. This is the championship game weekend. None of the games may matter. By Friday night, the whole weekend could be over. Like, it's a weird way to run a sport where you're just like, oh, yeah, this doesn't matter. We're going to get to revenue sharing at any point, or is that just called a different thing, NIL? With the players? Yeah. I think we're a ways from that. Um, I mean, you watch how they're kicking and screaming against NIL, but um, and, and it's a much bigger step if you make them employees. Uh, they don't want to do that. Uh, they were hoping for congressional uh, you know, input or whatever. I don't know how they thought the United States Congress was going to solve their problem. I mean, when, this is how bad the business shape it is with lack of leadership. When you're asking Congress to come run your business, I don't know too many businesses, industries saying, please help us. Um, and not in subsidies, but come up with a rule. I think I think we're down the line. I think with the NIL, it's much fairer. Guys are making a lot of money. Um, those playoff games will be huge boons to players' bottom line. I happen to be in – I covered the game in Columbus. So I happen to be in Ann Arbor on Sunday, and I went to the M-Den, their big store, right in downtown Ann Arbor, and I watched five people buy Donovan Edwards' jersey in 12 minutes. Right. Like there's going to be a whole bunch of 10 year olds wearing Donovan Edwards seven. And he's getting a cut of that now in the past. You know, so you win those big games. There is a financial reward. It feels fairer. All of that stuff. I, I don't know that there is. Um, I think we're a ways away from from the true sharing of revenue. I wondered, though, and I don't know if schools got around this, that if I had your jersey number, but not your name on your jersey and you could buy it. Does, yeah, but they didn't give the player any money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, they put their number on there. Yeah, but but yeah. but nowadays, even if they have, they don't put your name on the back because not. You can put your name on the back, and you can get a cut. But what if they don't have your name on the back of that jersey, and you go into the bookstore? Well, if I'm Donovan Edwards, I'm going down the AD and saying, "Put my name on the back, or I'm transferring to Ohio State next year." Whoa! Come on. Uh, <laughs> Listen, did you see me running 85 yards? Uh, I'm getting a cut. I mean, you, no, no school would do that because that would be absolutely disastrous. Uh, you know, so I mean, it, there's even stuff, you know, Pell grants and the and the all the different um, cost of living and stuff. I mean, you have college football players making clearing tax free forty forty five thousand dollars at the top level and going to school for free. So that's a you know that's a sixty thousand seventy sixty five thousand dollars. Is it is it equal to pros? No, I mean Patrick Mahomes making what fifty million dollars, but um, it's a big step in the right direction, and it's a different sport. So we'll see where that goes, but I don't see anything imminent about hey, let's let's share the revenue. No one wants to share the revenue, and I don't know the players can organize well enough to do that. If they created a union, it'd be very hard to get a strike. They don't really have much power on this. Have we run out of Heisman candidates? I, yeah, I had a guy, uh, he, I talked to him after the Ohio State game. He said, um, like, who else is there? Um, you know, Stroud's out. Corum didn't play well. So it's, it's, it was all about USC better play. They better play well out there. So I, I think it's a, it's a one-man race unless it's five picks on Friday night. Great to talk to you as always. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it, Dan. Talk to you soon. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports columnist, podcast host. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris Collinsworth, Sunday Night Football. It'll be the Colts and Cowboys coming up on Sunday Night Football. Chris with uh, Mike Tirico. We make it a bigger deal about Russell Wilson with uh, teammates not attending his birthday party here, Chris. This silly story. Man, I guess he got half of them to come. And, you know, if I got a tenth of them to come to my party, <laughs> I'd feel good about it. If you showed up, I'd feel good. Just the two of us. We, you know, flashback to Dayton and 
tell old stories about, you know, the glory days and mm. maybe play a one-on-one -on -one basketball mm. game for about 30 seconds. And then we would both <laughs> pass out and go have a coffee somewhere. Is this a big deal? Uh, I mean, losing's a big deal, right? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We, we saw it with the Jets, right? I mean, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If you're not scoring points, I've had that look before. I've had that look where our offense is struggling and you're running off the field because you run right past the defensive guys, right? And they're all looking at you like, are you guys ever going to score a point today? Because we're out here killing ourselves and you guys aren't, aren't holding up your share of it. Uh, and that happens even inside a single game sometimes. But when, when you're a free agent, or you're a new guy, you get paid all the money, you're brought into the locker room, he asked them to give up their days off so he could go present to the offense his version of the team that they were about to play. They all showed up for all that stuff. And at some point, your offense continues to struggle. It's just a natural part of if you are the leader of something, and it's not going well, it, it, it's going to get ugly. I mean, it just, it does. It's just the way that it is running PFF. When I make a bad decision, I get the guys look at me and they go, what are you doing? Right? So it's a natural part of leadership. Um, you know, Russ is Mr. Enthusiastic all the time and let's ride and all that stuff. And it's fantastic when you're in the playoffs and you're going to Super Bowls and, but when it's the opposite, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get that look. Is Kyler Murray getting that treatment now? Because they're not winning. That is he a leader? Is he the face of this franchise? Is Cliff Kingsbury the coach? You know, how long is he going to be the coach? Uh, the Patrick Peterson thing didn't help, right? And and Patrick is a pretty straight shooter. He obviously didn't like the way that he had to depart Arizona. There's a little bitterness there, so you, you factor that in. Yeah. But you also factor in that he probably told us the truth. You know, I mean, did, didn't you feel like, I mean, I've known Patrick a long time, and, and we always interviewed he and Larry Fitzgerald. There was always the straight shooters there, and Bruce Arians, when he was there, was fantastic, too. I was like, there, there are sometimes you go into those production meetings and you're like, uh, this is going to be a zero. We're not going to get anything. But with Arizona, you got the truth. And so I think that, you know, I, it, it was probably, at least in his opinion, uh, a, a true statement. Um, and so then, you know, I think everybody has to look inside themselves. That Arizona situation is is not in a great position right now you know you extend the coach and the gm and the kyler now is going through it you're not winning the games and you've you've fallen off at the end of seasons for the last few years so yeah they they need an opposite this year right they need you know not so good during the regular season and then and tear it up at the end of the year and somehow make the playoffs what would you do if you were running the packers You know, we we came so close to getting into this on the air the other night, but the game never got away. You know, the game stayed close. Um, I I think I would 
talked to Aaron about whether or not he was ready to sit down for a little while. Um, not a, because he is a mess physically. We, we know, you know, what I know about the thumb, whatever the, the term was, where the bone actually tears away from with the ligament, whatever, that is awful. And you could tell that's been bothering him. I, I saw him throw non-spirals in the game before the Eagles game in a way that I've never seen before. Um, and then, you know, now he's got uh, the oblique injury on top of that. Uh, and you saw Jordan Love come in and, and sling it, you know, and, and sling it. So they, the Packers organization, the likelihood of them now making the playoffs, probably not great, but the likelihood of they have to make some really tough decisions this offseason, uh, whether it pertains to Aaron, whether it pertains to Jordan Love. I mean, they nobody knows this decision more than the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> we, we understand that with Brett. Uh, and it could play out that way. I mean, it wouldn't even be stunning to see Aaron Rodgers go play for the New York Jets or the Patriots or San Francisco. I, you know, I mean, we're going to see some weird stuff this offseason like we did last offseason at the quarterback position. Um, but if I, I really gave you what I thought, I, I think I would say for the Packers to run it back. Um, and it's going to be really hard for them to do that. Uh, guys like Bakhtiari are going to get a ton of money if they stay. There are a lot of older veteran guys, but, you know, this was a weird offseason. Aaron wasn't around. He didn't work with those young receivers. Uh, there was the pressure of trying to impress Aaron Rodgers, who was frustrated early on, at dropping the first pass of the season. There were a lot of weird things that happened. But I do think that it's entirely possible this defense could play up to it next year and Aaron could play up to it. I mean, you don't go from two-time MVP to not being able to, to play and, and execute an offense anymore. And I've seen a lot of teams have bad years and get refocused, start working harder, spend more time together, and, and come back the next year and have a great year. And I think that's entirely possible if the Green Bay Packers ran it back. Sunday night football to be the Colts and the Cowboys on NBC. Your biggest concern about the Cowboys heading towards the end of the regular season and the postseason is what? You know, probably if they lost one of these receivers. Uh, CD, I think, has been fantastic. And now that he's back in the slot, um, it's it's a he's a really legitimate tough guy in their blocks does the whole thing I, I really like him as a player but the return of Michael Gallup has probably meant the most to him that Michael Gallup now can sit out there at that exposition create some deep balls three great contested catches in that game against the Giants uh, when Michael Gallup can handle that position when he can force you if you want to play single high and one on one on the outside and he's going to go up and win those jump balls, that's when this team's great. But for Dak Prescott, I, I think the change they made in the offense, putting him back under center so that the hard play action stuff off of their running game creates opportunities for big plays down the field. I thought that was the singular sort of jumping off point uh, that, that kind of turned this offense around. So I don't have a lot of concerns, uh, although I will say one thing. I think that the Giants, even though they got beaten that game, the Giants are a physical, 
monster of a D-line and of a team. I mean, they beat up this offensive line uh, to some extent on the inside. So if, if Tyron Smith can come back, Tyler Smith move back into the left guard position, I think the Cowboys are going to be well positioned late in the year to get better and better and have a real shot at this thing. Any downside to bringing in OBJ? Um, of course, you know, cure-alls sometimes can blow up. and uh, But I I like OBJ. I, I You know, and then he has the incident on the airplane. What does that mean? What does that not mean? I, I have no idea. But he's a different guy when you talk to him than when you read his social media. I mean, he is a thoughtful sort of God-fearing, you know, he's he's a really interesting guy. Uh, And I think the guys on that team would really like him and he would slide in there. That's really that third receiver position is kind of what they're missing. We saw what happened when he was able to to draw coverage when he was went into the Rams organization, especially when he was really healthy at the end of the year. Um, and if the Cowboys are going to win it all, I'm not sure they're winning it all with this two and three tight end formation as a constant, you know, yes, as a change up with their running game. Fantastic. Love it. It looked good. All those sort of things, but there's going to come a time in those playoffs when they need three wide outs, they can go 11 personnel, they can spread it out. And now we're going to do CD and Michael, and now here comes Odell as the number three. That's a different story if he's right. I mean, you got to see him. I, I have no idea. Can he run? Can he cut? Can he do the things? Is he going to be a little bit nervous on the knee after a couple of surgeries? I don't know. Good to talk to you as always. Uh, we'll be watching on Sunday night, Chris. I love seeing you and Bobby Knight in the same sweater in one shot. That's like a, it's a cool thing. Thank you, bud. That's uh, Chris Collins where Sunday Night Football with Mike Tirico in the booth. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 